You're listening to the Underscore Transformation Podcast, your practical guide to business transformation. Welcome to the Underscore Transformation Podcast. This is episode three. My name is Jason West. My name is Joe Ailes. And together we're the founders of Underscore. This week, we consider the problem that your transformation program is seeking to address. Transformation initiatives often start due to external events, whether that's a change in CEO or some other senior exec, perhaps there's a merger and acquisition or changes in regulation, or perhaps the financial performance of the organization either isn't quite where it should be, or in fact, it's overperforming. Now, senior execs often have a pretty clear idea on why we need to change, but it's not always clear at the top of the organization exactly what needs to change. So the mandate comes down from on high that we must transform and people often jump straight into designing solutions. So it's really important that you resist this temptation because if you don't really define the problem you're trying to solve, you often end up fixing the wrong problem. And the business case that you put forward for for investment is, is fundamentally flawed. So where you get this pressure to, to, to transform that's coming from the top and, uh, you know, people are really clear about why we need to, to transform, what are the things that people should stop and, and do instead of rushing straight to solution design? Take time. <laughs> Absolutely. You need to take time. You need to, um, this is, a, again, a really, really interesting point because you, you do talk about people jumping into solutions and, and, and actually when a mandate comes from the top um, to say, right, we must do something different. Um, there is that tendency to go, okay, well, the exec wants something to happen. Let's make it happen quick Yeah. Um, without taking perspectives from other parts of the organization, without really understanding okay, what are the key drivers across the business. You know, mm. um, organizations know that they need to get to, they need to transform. They need to, do, to become something different. What they don't know is what needs to change. Yes. So, you know, I want to become, I want to become a more digitally savvy organization. Okay. But what does that mean? Yes. Yeah. You, you have to get into sort of some level of detail about, okay, what, what, how do I, how, what are the key things we need to change to allow us to become a digitally more savvy organization mm. or more profitable business? Oh, we need to become more profitable. Yes. We need to, to reduce cost. Okay. Yeah. But uh, taking just sledgehammering, cost out of an organization without taking due care about how, what processes are going to get, how, how are things going to be done in the future with fewer, fewer people and less capability? Yes. So you've got to, to, to not just jump into, let's solve the problem that the exec have told us we need to solve. Take time. I know it's hard for sponsors to sort of hear this probably, but actually take a little step back and just go, okay, what are the key things we need to do? Yeah. I think at a macro level, there's a, there's this really important point where you've got to understand where are we today first and then define where do we need to be tomorrow and then work out how you bridge the gap between those two things. It's often easier to uh, jump straight into where we need to be tomorrow and, and you can end up in a very odd place. Either you define something based on your, your view as a, as a single function or a leadership team or even an individual that's 
divorced from what the business actually thinks and needs and wants. Um, so it's much better at the very beginning to really start off, well, where are we today? And, and what problems do we have today? What, what is it that we need to solve that's going to have a meaningful impact on the business? Absolutely. And the organizations or functions they're trying to transform become a little bit insular and start sort of trying to do things in dark space about, right, okay, we've been given a task to do X. Let, let me now go and do Let me go in and do X without really engaging and the organization sort of broadly about, what well, okay, if I change X, what's the impact on you guys? Yeah. So um, one of the things we we absolutely do, you know, in 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 underscore, we 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 truly truly believe is that in in this phase of a program, you have got to to engage the the executives of an organisation. You've got to make sure um, that you're taking their perspective into account. Um, so if you're transforming a finance function, a procurement function, or or, or an HR function, or or an IT function for that matter, uh, engage other parts of the organization that are potentially the customers of your function to yeah. make sure that um, you know you understand their, their pain points, their drivers, their key objectives. What's what are they trying to, to to achieve? What are their goals? And somehow try to fit your transformation agenda to help those functions deliver what they need to deliver. Yes, yeah, because uh, the transformation in a single function rarely exists in isolation. <laughs> yes, and, uh, and it's rarely successful. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so I, I think when you're speaking to the, those execs, uh, actually, you know, having a formal sit down at least an hour with each of the key exec really goes through a structured process of, of interviewing them document what they've got to say, play that back to them, send them the document. It, it, it's essential to understanding the why. Mm -hmm. um, that starts to do some of the what because they'll have a view as mm -hmm. to what needs to change and it, it will be an exact level view um, if they're really well connected to, the, to their organization. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably going to be a good way there. Uh, they're not going to understand the nuance of every detail, but they, they should have a pretty clear view. But the other thing that, that spending time with the exec does as a uh, you know, a program leader is it gives you um, a real insight into the politics. Mm. You know, the the you know who's in, who's out, who's going to be a potential ally, who's going to be a potential blocker. Um, like you said, what are they trying to achieve, mm. uh, and uh, how you can align what you're trying to do as part of your transformation with their their agenda, their objectives. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that the sponsor has to be absolutely all over. But as a program lead, uh, you need to be working those angles as well. And ultimately, this is where you're you're going to find some points of resistance as well. So um, some some of the transformation, some of your transformation objectives, or some of the things you're trying to 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 achieve, might play against some of you know other yeah. members of the executive's view. Yes. Uh, so this is a, your a good opportunity to your point to sort of start looking. Okay, what where where am I? Where are going to be my challenges at an exec level when I'm starting to drive this program through later on? Yeah. Um, and and just start building a bit of a coalition among the exec. That actually, is this the right thing to do? Yeah. Do the exec pay as much in importance to this activity, this program, as you do? Yeah. Um, and if, frankly, it's not important to anybody else other than you, really can really question why you're doing it. Yeah. So it's it's a good way of validating that you know actually that we've got enough support from the exec to make this successful because ultimately when you're implementing when you're going through the change and when you're implementing the change they're the people that you that you want to have 
to to be behind what you're trying to do because any transformation program is painful. Yeah. Right. So the business is going to encounter pain way down the organization. It's felt all the way through the business. So having the execs absolutely supporting it and standing behind what you're trying to achieve is really, really important. And on that topic of engaging mm. down throughout the organization, it is important to get input from not just the exec. You oh, need input word. from yeah. other people. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, again, the execs, the execs view, and I think we'll, we'll pick up this um, probably in a lot more detail in, in, in some of our future podcasts around requirements gathering and so yeah. on. Um, but one of the, um, um, you know, the, the, the execs, the execs have got a, a view of the world that is different from the operational uh, view of the world, yeah. and 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 some of the um, inefficiencies and ineffectiveness of of processes, being finance processes, people processes, finance, HR processes, etc., are not felt at the very top. Mm-hmm. Are felt throughout the the organisation, um, and we've got an awful lot of people out in the business that sometimes have to live with this pain and just think actually we're living with the pain because it's the way it is. Yeah. Um, and don't don't often voice their their dis- discontent to the exec about how things take so you know why why are things so broken. So I think one of the things that works well is where you you use anonymous surveys to go out to a broad group of people and you ask for their input and their opinion on what's working well, what's not working so well, but gathering it in a really structured way. Yeah. So as you're as you're looking at a uh, an HR function, a finance function, whatever, you have a a very clear uh, set of processes. And, and you want that structured feedback that says, okay, how important are these processes? How effective are we at delivering them today? Mm. And kind of what are your key priorities for if we were going to change something, what should we change? And then really analyzing that data. And, and what you can then do is compare that against, well, how are we deploying our resources today? Mm. So using that same set of structured processes We've, we understand from the business, okay, th- these things are important. These things, uh, you know, were, are perhaps really effective or not so effective. Well, getting that structured uh, view from uh, people within the organization, well, this is, this is these are the processes we spend our time on. How does that marry up to what the customer says is important? Mm. Um, and when you're looking at that, how do we spend our time? You can then start working out from that, well, what's the cost of delivering these processes? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And those are things that you can compare against other organizations. And that starts building up your, mm. your business case. But yeah. there, there's some real notes of caution around kind of the, these uh, activity analysis and, type And, and, type uh, and voice of the survey, uh, voice of the customer as well, yes, these surveys, yeah. if they're not positioned well. Um, actually, a lot of organizations um, and a lot of sponsors be, uh, are always nervous um, about going out to the broader business, mm-hmm. you know that's one of the one of the challenges, one of the barriers we we come across. Yes, yeah. Uh, when we're talking to a sponsor about okay, the the, the way we should approach approach our problem definition, uh, dear sponsor, is we need to engage exec. That's often not yeah, a, not that's a, generally not, okay. That's not not often not generally okay. Not often an issue. When we then start to um, propose the fact that we actually need to engage the broader business, yeah, and we, we need to survey yeah, three hundred managers. Per and country, it at that it point becomes a little yeah. bit tricky. And more importantly, the tricky part is us uh, receiving feedback on the eff- effectiveness of process delivery yes. in 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 their in in their function. Um, um, so that you know, as a sponsor, you need to sort of be comfortable um, that you're 
going out and getting views from people that may not necessarily be positive, right? So you've, you know, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Be be comfortable that the, the, the people across the organization are going to give you some feedback that, you know, you may concur or not with. Yeah. Um, but take it on board. Yeah. You know, take it, it on board. It gives you, you that good permission. Faith. Absolutely. To do what you yeah. probably wanted to do anyway. And, and frankly, if if you then ultimately change something and if your transformation is successful and you change that person's point of view from actually this process, the way you deliver this particular business process. And when we talk about business process, we're not talking about a transactional process. We're talking mm. about business strategy. We're talking about a whole bunch of different things, right? Process in its broadest sense. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, if you execute your transformation three years later, you rock up to the same individual and the individual then turns around and says, actually, do you know what? Last time I said that process was totally ineffective, but now it's actually, you know, partially effective yeah. or, or, or actually highly effective it's a, it's a good thing you're listening to the underscore transformation podcast this podcast is brought to you by underscore the transformation capability specialists to find out more visit underscore hyphen group.com I think the other thing it does is it, it gives you insight into the so what. Yeah. So this isn't effective. Uh, you know, it takes too long to hire people. Well, so what? And yeah. the business will tell you so what. You know, it means we're not hitting our sales numbers. It means that these programs are failing. It means you know our, our customers aren't being served correctly. Yeah. So you you get that uh, that real kind of granular detail that uh, that you can put into a case for change that says that if we address these things, then X, Y, and Z will get better. Hmm. Uh, and it will be reflected in the language of the business because hmm. they will be the ones telling you what needs to change. Absolutely. And, um, and when you get the feedback, when you get that feedback, I mean, it's rich information. Hmm. Um, don't be afraid to tell the world. Tell them. Yes. Give yeah. the feedback back to the, empl- the individuals that were involved in, in in the survey. This is these were the results, and and be comfortable with you know you told us that we are effective in you know we're effect- we're good in these things and we're not so good in these things. And okay, we've now got a program that will shift the dial yeah. on the things we're not very good at. It's not going to ch- shift the dial probably to to the absolute best performance in the world unless absolute, unless that business process is so critical to to the success of the business that yes. actually it needs to shift yeah yeah um, absolutely but you know it allows you to then sort of look at the, the that those those areas of your function that you're not in the eyes of the customer and when I'm talking about the customer I'm talking about the internal customer in the eyes of the customer you're not effective at and then you sort of allows you the opportunity to say okay as part of our transformation program, we're going to shift the dial on these ones. Yeah. And tell them that was part of your objectives is to shift the dial on these ones because that's what you told us we needed to change. Yeah. And it's so, so powerful. It's so powerful. It just puts so much meaning and purpose behind your your program. So the other thing that, that you know, once you've understood what the, the customer really wants and needs and their views and what's effective and what's not effective is to get this external view. So using those same processes that you looked at how your people were spending their time, you looked at what was important and effective from the customer's perspective, you then benchmark how efficient, how effective are we, mm. you know, how how 
quick are we to, to deliver these processes? How many people do we deploy to them? What's the cost? And then how does that compare to the external market? So actually benchmarking and providing hard evidence to back up. Either you've got a business that's saying this isn't this really isn't working, it's taking too long, it's too expensive, and it's causing me this pain. Mm. You can then look at the external market and say, you know what, you're right. Yeah. You know, uh, the if we're at the 25th percentile, uh, you know, it's costing it's costing us 75% more to deliver this process than than other organizations. But you know what? If we got to average, then we could save. X million or X hundred thousand. Yeah. And it's often hundreds of thousands of millions in any organization of any size. So actually spending time gathering data, using an external benchmark provider, structuring mm. your, your data so you're comparing apples with apples, and then making a set of decisions about what are we going to dial up? What are we going to dial down? You know, What are we absolutely going to address because the customer says it's important? And there might be some things that perhaps we're gold plating. Yeah. You know, we're gold plating our P2P process and do we really need to? Yeah. Um, you know, could we perhaps reinvest some of that that resource we're deploying to it into another area that's more important, maybe our yeah. order to cash? So uh, actually understanding how you compare to the external market is really key. Uh, and that's something that, again, people can be a little bit uncomfortable with, mm. but it forms the basis of your first business case. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, individuals are cautious about and reluctant to sometimes compare um, how do we stack up against the external um, market. And and people sometimes can sort of um, get a little bit um, emotional about mm. which, you know, who am I comparing myself against, right? Uh, oh, you know, my organization is fundamentally different to other organizations, but actually in, in its broadest sense, and the people process, a finance process, or an IT process, a procurement process are largely the same. Um, there'll be some nuances, absolutely, from industry sector to industry sector, from country to country. There'll be absolute nuances. But actually, comparing how your hire to retire process, it takes you 50 days to bring somebody into the organization. And actually, the benchmark is telling you that externally, there are organizations out there, they're bringing individuals into, the, into their organization in 35 days, in yeah. 40 days. Um, forget, yeah. the, forget the fact that they're a different sector. The, the, the reality is that they will have different set of processes, different technology and different mm. capability behind uh, the resourcing, the, the higher process that yeah. allows them to bring those people in quicker. So don't be, don't be fooled by the fact that this is a, or they're in a different sector. Because actually a lot of that is largely irrelevant. Yes. And then what's the lost profit on well, not having that person the in the business? In the time of the, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, so benchmark, when, when, when we... When we're, we're engaging um, with with our um, organizations we work with, we we also want them to open their horizon, open your eyes, and just benchmarking. You know, got the capability of benchmarking within your industry, but actually think broader. Think across all businesses. How do we stack up against all businesses? And then, of course, you've got the means of cutting data into different regions, different sectors, and uh, different. Um, compare us. How do we compare ourselves against organisations of similar size and shape, and so on? So you you can sometimes get sort of um, uh, paralysed by lots and lots of data. Um, so well, you know, if, if organisations out there are engaging in any benchmarking activity, be be, be careful. Not absolutely embrace it, but be be absolutely objective about what you're trying to achieve and what yeah. you're comparing yourself with, because that's really really important. 
And I, I think the final thing on benchmarking, because again, it's a massive topic. We could bore all day on this, really. But the, the, the important thing to remember when you're, if you do go out and do some benchmarking, it's not possible to be world class in everything. No, you're not going to be in the upper quartile of every single measure, and that's fine. Yes, that, that that's your strategy. Hopefully, that's your strategy. It should be, you know, strategically, we're going to be this sort of organisation. We're going to focus on these things because we understand that's important yeah. to like, our customers. Like we, like we said earlier, don't gold play absolutely every single process in your yeah. in, in, in your in, in your organization one other, one other point actually when we we're talking a little bit earlier about um, activity analysis uh, that's another area that we've 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 come across where uh, there's you know this some can, resistance some resistance absolutely and actually if it's not done correctly it can it can really cause sort of downstream impact across in, in in the function in which you're doing the, doing the exercise on we talked uh, we talked in a previous episode about sponsorship and the whole authenticity of a sponsor and mm. this becomes really really important in this in this space because this is not an activity that's going to uh, this is really purely to understand where are our teams spending their time on and how does that align to the business product, to, to what the customer would want us to do. And it allows us to do the benchmarking and so on. But actually what's really interesting is when you start looking at what does the business see as important in the world of HR, for instance. Yeah. They see actually talent management and and um, succession planning is really, really, really important. And when you then overlay that with how much effort is my organization spending across those two areas, and you actually see that actually very, very little is being spent in those yeah, two areas. Yeah, we're spending all our time managing absence and or paying people. Paying people or, or, yeah. or, you know, doing doing transactional activity. Yeah, or employee relations or yeah, whatever, yeah. Which, which, you know, some businesses all important. absolutely <laughs> important. But but actually it's, it becomes a... It becomes a. Uh, it allows the sponsor. It gives us the sponsors a story to tell, doesn't it? It yeah. says, "Well, actually, do you know what? You play really. You pay importance to these topics, but actually, my team are spending time doing not that activity. So yeah. then it allows the program team to sort of delve deeply into. Okay, what? Why is that? Is do we have issue around policy? Do we have issue around people capability? Do we have issue around uh, systems technology? Could we automate? Could we digitalize more? And it's at that point that actually technology becomes an enabler. You don't you don't start with a technology transformation. You then you, you you work out that actually technology is going to enable me to transform based on this set of data that I've now gathered. So hopefully we've given our listeners uh, some some view of how important we think this uh, this area is to uh, the success of your transformation. So actually defining the problem that you're 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 going to solve up front is is really key. Also given some some thoughts and ideas on the sorts of activities that that um, are, are useful to carry out uh, uh, during this phase, and the fact that you're going to have to put time and resource into it uh, before you start rushing off and designing solutions. Hopefully we've uh, we've made that case. I think some of the key outputs from from here are obviously it's your your high level business case. You know here, here's where we are today versus the market. We want to be over there in the future, and we want to do that because you, the business, have told us that's what's important. So we're realigning to what's important to the business. So really being conspicuously customer-driven and customer-centric uh, and, and using that as the basis for your case for change. So next week, we're going to look at um, uh, problem definition through a slightly different lens. So it's actually a separate episode that we're looking at requirements gathering. It's absolutely essential to defining the problem, but it's such a big area, we actually pulled that out as a separate episode. So please tune in for that. So we hope you found this episode useful and we'd love to hear your feedback. 
So, you know, whether you're a program sponsor, a transformation professional, or actually an, an individual that's being impacted by transformation, you know, please get in touch with our show via our WhatsApp group um, or via our website, underscore hyphen group.com. So if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like and subscribe uh, via your favorite podcast directory. 